Well, I want to echo uh, Father Mike's words that uh, it is a, a beautiful gift to be, behold such beauty tonight. And uh, I just want to let you know that uh, many of you had your husbands with us last night. We said for the record last night that you're always right. So just, you can tell them that I said that last night, that um, that's, what they, that's what they all said. Uh, as Father Mike said, um, uh, best friends, dear friend, ever since we were in the seminary together, uh, I love him uh, as a brother. Um, but the only reason I, I hang out with him is because I love hanging out with his mom. So I know that Miss Patricia's here, so it's good to see you, Miss Patricia. And um, his sister Caroline is here also. So it's a joy to see the family over here tonight. Um, we had a beautiful day in the, the, the rectory today. It didn't sound like that, but it was almost as good. So uh, Father Mike, why don't you tell us a story? <laughs> what happened here? Wow, that made its way all the way it here. It made it, it, it it's, That it's just a fast happened delivery. about 45 minutes ago. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so Why Nick are you Sopra so Nick red so right now? So Nick Soprano, um, who is a student at our school, he, um, he came over from school because his dad, we were playing with his dad all day, uh, playing cornhole. For those of you who don't know what cornhole is, it's just a competitive outdoor backyard game. Um, and uh, Nick just shows up out of the blue. He's cold as ice. And um, in my loving charity, I, I thought, I said, Nick, let's, let's go play. Let's go play. And so he's like, all right, let's do it. And um, <laughs> Nick, Nick proceeded in front of his dad and one of our friends and in front of Mark. It was not a hometown friendly crowd. Is the aim crowd. of the game to get lots of points or little points? So if you look at the scoreboard, um, <laughs> Nick is standing next to the side of the board that has the, the, the 21 points, which is the winner, and I'm standing next to the side of the board that has the, the loser side, the eight points. So um, the little guy wiped me off, off the court and did it with confidence, and his dad was laughing at me the whole time. So thanks for bringing that up, Father Mark. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. You're welcome. Yep. And if, if, if we're you, not going to talk if, about the score that you, we had together, if you're interpreting that to mean that you're a loser, hey, listen, I, I listened to your message sometimes. last night, and it's it's about identity, it's relationship first. Yes, it is identity second. My worth is not dependent upon my ability to beat a a twelve year old in cornhole. <laughs> He's That's probably right. not even twelve. He's like ten. That's right. But I will beat him next time. Y'all can go time. home now. We were just doing a little therapy in front of all the other night. <laughs> I will beat him next time. So Father Mike is many things. He is a beautiful pastor. He's a dear friend. He's also an uncle. S Sunt. 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 Yeah, tell us about original. Tell us about Sunt. <laughs> tell us about uh, what? What is? Oh, everybody say oh. Who, who we got here? Introduce us. Okay, so uh, these are my my two little nephews and niece. Do you know their names? <laughs> I don't know if I can get it out. <laughs> this is Carver and Emmy and Owen. So, this is the story. Um, <laughs> so, my sister was trying to get um, this one uh, as he was getting older to say uh, she wanted, we had this dream to call me Frunkle. So stay with me, father, uncle, right? 
Um, I know it could get a little sketchy if he has a little tongue twist. This, this, um, this, this, this is therapy. I, it by was the way, not. Right? It was money. not my idea, but it was Frunkel. It was like going to be sweet. This is so, also on the internet, just so that the whole world's watching know, this right now. I know. So I was a little sketchy about it, but I said go with it. But poor thing, um, between what he heard and what he said, I think at the time he he was skipping some syllables, and it came out sunt, sunt, sunt. Like, un- unrelated at, at any level. Like, you don't even try to make sense. But my sister said, no. Bronco. And he just looked and said, son. 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 Hold so my hand. I'm, I, Hold my hand. I am son. <laughs> I may be son for the rest of my life. You may be son. Yeah, son. What's happening here? Oh, God. What are you doing? So these are all in my refrigerator. Um, yeah, these, these are there. Yeah, so my dad on the right, um, Carver with a V in the middle. Um, oh. First fish. Super cute. So I'm godfather of the last two, the second and third. What, what's going on? What's the conversation here? <laughs> Between the, the uncle and the, and the niece. So she's t- trying to convince me that she wants me to get her a cell phone. <laughs> and I'm saying, not a chance <laughs> in this life. And she's saying, but you have one. Why can't I have one? And so she's giving me the eyes and trying to convince me. Yes. It's happening. Oh, what a stud. Look at that kid. Golly. So he actually pulled that fish in all by himself. Great day in Lake Charles. God, you got some good picks. We're making s'mores. Mmm, good picks. Yeah, so this is a, on my patio here. This was um, Easter or Christmas? I don't even know. It was pre-COVID. Cutie. This was on her third birthday. Happy I actually missed her birthday, but this was on her way to her birthday. I stopped in real quick. This is a couple of weeks ago. Look how cute. Really? That's good looking kids right there. Uh-huh. Ali. And that's the youngest. We were not hitting him with the baseball bat. We were just messing with it. He was <laughs> yes. tossing the ball to his five-year-old brother. Let's, Ooh. Talk, let's talk about setting a good Man, example here. some good stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, <laughs> uh, is that a real deer? That is a, a, a fake deer. So birthday <laughs> present, of course. Um, PETA people just go with it. Um, Anybody work for PETA? Yeah. <laughs> So I got him a bow and arrow for, for Christmas, um, and he's, I, I got him, I had a target, so he's literally, this kid, 20 feet, like hey, nailed the right target. There. Hey, it's all about the So uncle. he'll be killing stuff in two years, yes. in, a, in a good way, in a, in a yeah, Speaking good of way. killing stuff. What? <laughs> yes, so uh, it's my sister's birthday on Halloween, so Halloween's a big deal for us, so we're carving pumpkins. There you go. There's a dead deer back. Look right there. <laughs> and we he, I actually said, I actually said, hey, remember Father Mark, that my priest friend that came? And this is the, the face, the next one. This is the face that he made. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that guy, he said, that guy? Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> yep. Super cute. Great pics. One more time. Oh. oh. God, those are. I know, right? Oh. 
Where are we? You remember that trip? This was uh, the redfish trip. He fell asleep. Yes. Oh. I tell you, let, let, let's reenact it. I'm going to be him. <laughs> Let me just. <laughs> okay, who's giving this talk? What? <laughs> All right. What, you what, you got? what else you got? What else you got? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mike, please. It's Sunt. Sunt. It's Sunt. Sunt. Look at this picture. Just, I just want you to behold for a couple of seconds in silence. Just where are you drawn in the photo? Now, if, if I may invite you to enter the photo I want to be the kid, if that's God. I've been a priest now for 20 years. I've had the privilege of not only being um, a brother of three beautiful sisters, but in the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of um, asking Joseph to teach me how to see and hear the feminine heart with the same purity that he held and reverenced and heard and saw Mary's heart. And in my, uh, my study of Joseph's heart, I think I have come to learn that every woman wants to feel that safe And the architecture, fabric of the, the feminine heart. I wonder how many of us want to feel as safe as Carver feels with Uncle Mike, with son. Because whether that's your experience of life or whether that's your experience of God or not, it doesn't change the fact that when God wove your heart together, he, he wove your heart together with a very particular architecture. And the feminine heart was designed in such a way to crave that kind of safety. And I wanna draw you into a conversation tonight about how is it that God as he created the beauty of the feminine heart, created that heart. Number two, talk about why is it that sometimes the feminine heart does not feel like that with either life or with God, and then give you some, some good news tonight about a God who longs for that no matter what our experience have been, of him has been. Amen? All right, so let's talk about, oh, not that, but God's design of the feminine heart. In the first book of the Bible, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, right? 
second book of the Bible, God created again. What was the last thing that God created? Woman. Why? Because when he made woman, he couldn't make anything more beautiful than a woman, right? Absolutely. So when God made the feminine heart, what is uh, God's design of the feminine heart now? If some of this connects to your experience, praise God for that. If not everything connects, be patient. Just listen to the voice of God. The most important person to listen to tonight is not to me or to Father Mike, but to the voice of God who brought you here. Amen. I want to introduce you to three words tonight. Security, maturity, purity. Let's say those words out loud together. You ready? Security, maturity, purity. Good friend of mine, a uh, good friend of mine, Dr. Bob Schutz, uh, coined that phrase as he's done some teaching. He's a Catholic psychologist who has a gift in helping people experience freedom in their life, and he has uh, outlined this paradigm that I am going to present tonight as a, a canvas which we can use to paint our conversation tonight. Security, maturity, purity. And so when God created the feminine heart, he had those three words in mind. Let's talk about in the beginning, right? Because when we forget God's original design, then what we can do, we can be tempted to look at our current experience of these three words as the only possibility in life. And I would like to to offer us an invitation to go a little bit deeper inside the heart of God tonight. But if we're going to go deeper inside the heart of God, that might be deeper than what our experience has been. And so let's remind ourselves that in the beginning, when God created the feminine heart, he had security, maturity, and purity as the way in which um, you come to the fullness of your identity as a woman. Security. Our conversation between uh, last night and tonight's a little different, right? Because the way that the masculine heart is woven together and the way that the masculine heart responds or hears things a little bit different. So tonight, let's start with security, right? Because I think this a part of Carver that wants to feel safe in son's arms, but there's a part of the feminine heart that longs to feel seen, safe, and special. God's design of the feminine heart, right? The security that he longs for, that he created you for, is tasted in many ways. I'm going to offer three words. You're going to have more than that in your own experience of being a woman. But let's just see if we can start with three words to start a conversation. But in the feminine heart, every woman desires to be seen. Whether it's a little bitty girl, whether it's a woman who has reached the, uh, the age of wisdom, Right? On the back end of life the feminine heart desires to be seen and to be seen not just um, for, for what people want but but for who she is in and of herself to be seen not for the gifts that she has but to be seen in her own worth of just being who she is as created by God there's an ache that's a desire inside of every woman's heart to be seen and when that being seen is pure, when being seen has no strings attached, when being seen only honors and reverences who you are and your worth, then that helps the feminine heart rest and feel security. What goes with that is every woman desires to be safe. Man desires to be safe, but women feel it differently, right? And when a woman feels safe, she feels that she doesn't have to protect herself. When she feels like she's being protected, 
when she feels like it's safe just to be her. You may not know this, but men and women process their emotions differently. For many of you, that's going to be a different insight tonight, all right? I was talking to the men last night. This is what came out from 90% of them. They all said, she doesn't understand me. She just wants to fix me all the time. I try to share my heart with her, try to process my feelings. I just, I'm not heard by her. They all said that last night, right? So when God made the feminine heart, as we laugh about the beauty of his design, right? When you can share your heart and your emotions, and sometimes it's messy, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a lot, and it's all received, and it's safe to be who you are, then there's security, right? It's okay to be you, right? And every woman desires to be special. I don't know if um, it is actually the most popular woman's um, favorite story in the world, but I have heard that Rapunzel strikes the chord of the feminine heart. I only know that because my niece Alice, when she was a little girl, loved Rapunzel. And every night when I was there, we had a, a rule when I was able to spend some time with her when she was a little girl. Three books and that's it. Because when Uncle Mark came over, sometimes there's a lot of books, right? By the way, who, who, who writes children's books, right? 20 bucks, four sentences in the entire book, a lot of pictures, weighs 75 pounds, right? You're like, wow, I need to get into that gig, right? So anyway, so every night when I was there, the last book was Rapunzel. She, we'd read the first two and she'd pull out the third and she'd look at me and say, oh. Rapunzel, favorite story. It's not my favorite story, but Alice is my favorite story. And I would love reading that to her because there's a part, I think, of the feminine heart that wants to be so special that somebody would pursue her, that somebody would give their life for her, that somebody would single her out amongst all the other women and say, ah, you are so special, you are so worthy, I'm willing to fight for you. Now, many of you, like, may resonate with maybe one or two words. Maybe it's all three. Maybe it's none of them. But just to stay with us in the conversation, right? Because we're talking today about God's desire for all of us. And we're talking about why is it that that doesn't feel that way sometimes. But when a woman, I think, feels seen, safe, and special, she rests in security. Amen? And that leads to maturity. Now she's free. She's free to be her. She can be silly. She can be serious. She can be emotional. She can be whatever. And it's okay to be her. There's no strings attached. She's not compared to anyone else. She's validated and honored for who she is. She has her own worth. And there's something beautiful about the particularity of her. And when she's free because she's safe and seen, then she can play. Now, for many of us, that word may not resonate because you're like, Father Mark, I haven't played in a long time. But we'll talk about what that looks like as we age in life. But I do believe that there's something about freedom and play, especially when we're kids. That's where the imagination is. That's where the creativity is. That's where the freedom just to lose ourselves in our imagination is. 
And as we grow, there's a freedom to connect, to connect with other women, to connect in, in safe places, right? I used to laugh as I heard the giggles of the slumber parties when I was a kid, right? Staying up all night long talking about whatever it is that women talk about whenever they stay up late, right? But there's the freedom to be a sister with other sisters, right? Now, again, there's lots of other things that contribute to the, the freedom to be, but just look at that for a second, right? When a, the feminine heart feels safe, seen, secure, then the feminine heart has the freedom to be whoever she is, however God created her, the freedom to play, the freedom to connect. And that leads to purity. Now, I want to remind us that we're talking about God's design. I want to remind us we're talking about God's desire for you. But in the natural order of the way that the human heart develops, right? When the human heart is free to be and free to be and free to be, then the human heart longs to give, right? The feminine heart then longs to give her heart. And when the feminine heart gives her heart, especially when she feels safe, she'll give, she'll give all of her heart. Now again, let's, let's stay with God's design, which for some of In God's design, of course, what we learned from Adam and Eve in the garden is that when I give my heart, my body catches up. And imagine that we can spell entrust, I-N-T-R-U-S-T, or E-N-T-R-U-S-T. And when the feminine heart has complete trust in, then in God's design, he created the feminine heart to entrust everything, her body included. Now remember that... When she's free and she's seen and safe, right, then her heart desires to give completely, even bodily, in the nuptial act. And she desires to give herself in service of her family, in service of her community, in service of people, like just, just giving and giving, like it's, it's just this, this font of love. In God's original design. When God made every one of you, God made you to feel as safe as Carver did when he fell asleep on sun. But a lot of us don't experience that. And we entitled tonight, as we were advertising it, the reality of spiritual attack. Because things that are sacred are often attacked. Including your heart. Last night I, I used an image that, that men connect with, which is a fishing lure. And as you present 
a fish, the fishing lure. He's only looking at what he's attracted to. He's not looking at what he can get caught in, like I just did. <laughs> right? And on the other end of the lure is a fisherman. No fish gets caught by a lure all by itself. There's a someone on the other end of the lure. And there's a, there's a someone who's pursuing your heart. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen? And there's another someone who's also pursuing you. And I don't want us to be afraid of what the attack looks like, but I do want to shine light on it. Because if someone was offering you something that was going to lead to your, your death, wouldn't you want somebody to tell you this is what the attack looks like? It starts with security. The battle for the feminine heart. In our spiritual lives, which St. Paul says, a lot of the struggles that we face in life are not with, with flesh and blood only, but with angels and principalities, right? But sometimes the way that we experience the threat to the beauty of your heart is sometimes through the flesh. So in God's design, he wanted every woman to be seen, safe, and special. So notice where the attack is. The attack is in the experience of not being seen either by God or by other people in our childhood or as we age. But one of the first attacks on the feminine heart is around being seen. Not being seen for who I am, but only for what you can do, what you can provide. Not being seen through the eyes of purity but being objectified by the eyes which behold you. So in the attack on the feminine heart, I wonder how many of us, and I say and ask this with great reverence, know what it's like in your experience to feel like you weren't seen, you were passed over. Or you were seen, but not for who you are, but for what you could do in the moment to please other people or what you could do in the moment to meet other people's expectations. Of course, I wonder how many of us have, like, know what it's like to be objectified by the eyes that look at us. That can come from the eyes of people, or that can also come in our experience of being perhaps ignored by God, in our experience of maybe being seen by God, but, but only for what we can do for other people. And when there's a threat in this security, then what we could perhaps anticipate is that there would be a threat in 
freedom. In God's design, God wanted every one of the feminine hearts, all the feminine hearts, to be free to be you and to free to play and to free to connect. So notice where the attack is. First, it's not being seen. And then notice where the attack is, right? Where freedom is attacked. Don't raise your hand, don't shake your head, but you know what it's like? You feel like you have to be someone else? That you have to look like someone other than you are? You have to say things that you really wouldn't say just to fit in? Or you have to compromise who you feel you are in order to be accepted in that situation? And of course, the exact opposite of the freedom to play is the threat and the attack where, like, your needs are now last. I, I learned something as I was praying and preparing for today. I don't know what mom guilt feels like, but I do know what it felt like when I heard it. Right? So when there's so many other people's needs that are in front of you, Sometimes, with great virtue, there can be a humility to put yourself, you know, after everyone. But there's only so much time, right? So much to, to share. And sometimes in the attack on the feminine heart, it can feel like, well, what about my needs? And then there's the whisper. Now, I know what this sounds like in my own life, but I also, with great reverence tonight, ask, what does it sound like in the feminine heart where I'm alone? Now, again, I know we're on holy ground, so as a father, may I ask, what's it like to feel alone in a marriage? Having a conversation with a seminarian one day who was lamenting celibacy he was talking about the loneliness of his bed in the seminary and I said brother I've never been married but I can only imagine the more piercing loneliness is not being in a bed by yourself but being in a bed with somebody else and feeling alone right, so, so notice the attack God wanted us to be free The attack is that I can't. Please, God, like, can we just pray tonight, especially for our young women, you know, our, our teenage women who have to put filters on their photographs in order to be accepted. We also pray for our heroic moms out there who, who know what mom get, feels like perhaps feel alone because there's no one there to meet their needs.
And with great reverence, if I may ask us to together. The, the feminine heart was made to give her heart. That's what happens when the feminine heart feels safe and secure. She's going to give. And that longing to feel safe never goes away. However, I wonder, if I have permission to wonder with you tonight, I wonder what it's like year after year, spiritually or physically, with the Lord or in your vocation, to long to be safe and long to be seen and long to be secure. But when that experience is not there, at some point I wonder if you just kind of give up on your heart. Especially when your needs often get neglected or you feel ignored and not seen or not heard. And gosh, at some point, the exact opposite of giving my heart is not just protecting my heart, it's just I don't even know what's in my heart. The feminine heart is meant to give herself completely in her body to catch up with that within, and I say this with great regret and repentance on behalf of men that please God, I would never even have to say that many of you know what it's like to just go through the motions physically, intimately. And then the ultimate attack of just feeling trapped especially when it's misspelled with two E's there. If you've ever felt trapped on a trapeze, man, that's a horrible experience. I swear to God. I'm about to go on Facebook Live. We regroup over here. Yeah, it was getting too intense in here, so I purposely misspelled the trap because I'm just that smart. <laughs> Can you take over? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so when the feminine heart wants to give, when the feminine heart wants to give completely, Especially in the beauty of service or family or husband or vocation, religious community. Man, you just get tired of being in the battle. Just go through the motions to keep him happy. Just feel trapped. So you, you almost divorce yourself from your heart, live vicariously through your kids, shop, drink, go through midlife, whatever it is, have an affair, don't have an affair, have an affair emotionally, have an affair physically, whatever it is. We all medicate being trapped in different ways. Guys do it differently than women. When you feel trapped for long enough, you just get tired. And at some point, you just get tired of being tired. 
don't raise your hand, but I wonder how many people in church tonight are tired. You don't know why you're tired. So here comes God's response. Because the good news is always good, and sometimes it's new. And if I may have permission tonight to present to you the truth of who Jesus Christ really is. Because if you walked into church tonight and you resonate with anything on the screen, like, please, God, you would be open tonight to Jesus Christ, like, revealing himself to you in a way that honors you. Because this is important to him because you're important to him. So his response tonight to security, maturity, and purity in the architecture of the feminine home. I even timed the bells right on cue right there with God's response. Y'all are sitting there going, wow. Trapeze and the bells. Security is a person. I would bet, not being on the boat that day, that Carver wasn't in that posture because he caught a fish or he was on a boat, but because who he was fishing with and who was on that boat, son. Security tonight, if you can hear it, he's got a name. And his name is Jesus Christ. And that person is the safest place in the world. Because every woman wants to be seen. And every woman aches in her heart for the eyes that behold her to see her with purity. Look at his eyes. Just look at his eyes. I wonder how he saw his mom. But I also wonder how he saw the woman at the well. I'd be making, willing to make a bet tonight that it was with the same eyes and the same purity. And in his eyes, he responds to us tonight. If any of us have ever felt or heard or maybe feel tonight, I fear that God doesn't see me because I'm not worth being seen. He's looking at you right now. And if any of us don't feel him, because you don't know where your heart is, imagine most of us go to Mass every Sunday. But we can go to Mass every Sunday because it's one way to take care of people. Make sure everybody got dressed and everybody got in a car and everybody went to mass, including my husband, or maybe not my husband. At least I got to get everybody to mass. So you can just kind of check the boxes, right? So if you don't feel him, 
if you don't know where your heart is. He looks at us tonight, right? He just, he looks at us. Especially if any of us, number three here, don't want to ask for help. If it's not easy for you to ask for help, if it's not comfortable for you to ask for help, he just looks at you tonight and just says, hey, here I am. I see you. I wonder how many of us have ever felt or heard, I don't even know if I need God. Or if, I tell you what, God, I have a lot of other people who need me get in line. Get behind my husband and my kids because there's a lot of people who need something from me, so just get in line with the rest of them. Now, we don't say that with those words, but sometimes underneath the words and beyond words, sometimes that can be the experience. So before God responds, he honors you. And if any of us here tonight have ever felt those things when it comes to God, welcome. I'm glad you're here. We can't turn off the longing for security. The feminine heart cannot not want to feel safe and secure. The feminine heart cannot not want to be seen with purity. But when that longing for security just continues to go on, sometimes we can just get tired. Just talking to a, a feminine heart today and reminding her how men and women defend. Let's say that this is something sacred, someone sacred. And there's a threat coming. How's a feminine heart going to protect? Right? Like this. A feminine heart's going to turn in and do everything she can to protect, right? How's the masculine heart going to protect? Like this. Come through me different. Just let me show you again. This is something sacred, someone sacred. The feminine heart tends to instinctively do this, right? And the masculine heart tends to do this. The reason I share that with you is because as we prepare to pray tonight, if this is your heart, wonder how many of us, as we go into prayer, especially with everything that's been presented to us tonight, you may be unaware that you've been protecting your heart for a long time. And as we pray tonight, I just want to offer some words of encouragement. One of my um, more beautiful moments was with a, a Jesuit priest in Omaha, Nebraska, Father Larry Gillick. Many of you have heard this story. Father Larry is a, a gifted spiritual director. And I think one of the reasons why he's so gifted with his spiritual senses is because one of his physical senses is compromised. He's blind. Father Larry tells a story of being on vacation 
he's a runner. He jogs all the time. And he's uh, running in this neighborhood that he runs all the time. And he gets lost, turned around this day. So he's somewhere that he's not really got a lot of people that know him. He's lost and he's blind. So he does what every good Jesuit priest would do, right? He prays. He asks God for help, and this is what God says. God says, sit down in the middle of the street. Father Larry says back to God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And God says back to him, put yourself in a position to be found. So he sits down in the middle of the street, and there's a car coming. And this story ends really, really good or really, really bad. (laughs) Well, the car stops because there's a guy in the middle of the road. (laughs) And they get out and they know Father Larry. And like, Father Larry, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm putting myself in a position to be found. (laughs) Like, get in the car. He gets in the car and they bring him back to his house. He gets out the car, he walks up the driveway, puts his hand on the door, opens the door and he stops. And he realized that he's just learned the most important thing about the spiritual life. And that's this, when you're lost and you don't know where to go, Stop and put yourself in a position to be found. Tonight, as we pray, you don't have to be anything other than who you are. You just get to be you. And if you at this stage of your life feel secure and you feel seen and you feel safe, then praise God for that. But if you don't, I just encourage you to to just be who you are and that's okay. And if at this stage of your life, you don't feel free to play, you don't feel free to be you, you don't feel connected or feel free to be heard by other people, then that's okay, just be you. And if you're, if, if you're giving too much or you don't know what to give or you're tired of giving or you shut down inside your heart, hey, that's okay too. But please, God, tonight, you would just hear a priest of Jesus Christ say, welcome. You don't have to protect yourself tonight. And you also don't have to let him in. You just have to stay still tonight so he can come find you. Because the truth of what we believe as Christians is that God, who's the one who chose to become a human being so that we might know his name and we might see his face and we might know he has ears to hear and eyes to see and a mouth to speak and whatever brought you here tonight, please God tonight, you can just be open to God coming to you. Amen. Amen. I invite you to look at those words, security, maturity, purity. And ask yourself, which one of those does does God need to touch the most? I look in his eyes.
just look deep into those eyes. What do you want from him tonight? you to close your eyes if you would be okay with that. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And imagine he's looking at you with the eyes of purity. Isaiah 43, that you are precious in my eyes and I love you. And he asks you tonight, what do you want from me? My sisters, just stay where you are into some time of adoration. Brother Micah is going to process through the church with the Blessed Sacrament, but just stay where you are in the posture. Let's take a few minutes and let ourselves be seen. 